Well, hey there, mamas. How are you? It's been a little crazy over the past couple weeks, but I'm excited to get back into a regular routine with episodes and everything this summer. And so I am kicking off uh, this summer. This is our, I think our second episode in the summer, but really it's not even summer yet, even though, gosh, in Tennessee, it feels like summer. Um, but I love it. I especially love it um, now in my health journey, a hundred pounds uh, off my body. I really enjoy the heat in ways I've not enjoyed it before. I used to just be really miserable um, when it would get really hot, and I'm enjoying that, not having to deal with that. But what we are going to talk about today, um, I'm going to recap uh, a Zoom call that I got the privilege of being on with a group of incredible mompreneurs. And these women are highly successful um, women in their careers, but they're also mamas, and a lot of them are mamas of littles or got started when they were mamas of littles. And so I'm really excited to share what I learned from that call because it was really life-giving in seasons where we can feel suffocated, right? (laughs) Between the summer heat and between just all that it means to be a mom. So I appreciate you joining me today on this episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan Podcast. Well, hello again. So excited. You just get to hang out with me today. Usually I have a guest speaker, um, but I just, I was so impacted by this call that I was on. And, um, you know, these were about seven successful women. Some are speakers and teachers, some are health coaches. Um, But they are just an incredible group, and I was just so inspired by their stories. And the title of that call uh, that they shared was Chasing Dreams and Chasing Babies. And I just thought, ah, I love that, and I love that there is this idea that we can still chase our dreams and chase our children and be an intentional mom. And, you know... If you know much about my story, you know that a couple of years ago, I just felt really, really overwhelmed by life. Um, I was kind of at the end of my rope. I'd ran myself out of gas. I was a full-time working mom in sales. Uh, I still am a full-time working mom in sales, I should say. Um, But I was working. I'd had the busiest, like, four months of my life. Um, We had sold a home, bought a home, moved. Um, My sister was engaged and I had planned her bachelorette party. And then um, she had gotten married in April and I was the maid of honor. I sang in her wedding. My kid was in her wedding. Um, All the things, you know, and and the moving and the selling of the house, which if you've ever sold a house, it's just a lot, you know, Um, and then buying another house and trying to get moved. And then my sales um, were just record setting. I was, it was the busiest like 90 days I had had in the, the five years or so I had been with the company. And so it was just a lot. And I had just ran myself out of steam. And um, this week I was asked by one of my health coach clients um, what the catalyst was for me and being able to find enough motivation 
to make the changes that I've made in my life. And if you're following my journey or if you've been following the podcast for some time now, um, you'll know that I started a health journey last April, uh, right before I started Memoirs from the Minivan podcast. And since that time, um, I have lost over 100 pounds and have really changed my whole world. I've become a certified health coach. I've changed the whole dynamic of my family and how we feel about movement and about health and all of that. And not only has it changed those physical components, um, but it's changed all of our mental stuff too. And I'm finding joy in motherhood that I've never found before. And my husband and I are finding more joy and more just love and, and everything in our marriage again. Things are better there. It's just, you know, I've always been told that like a high tide rises all ships and that is just so true. When you start working on one area of your life, it becomes easier to work on the other ones um, and it exposes, you know, some of that. And so the catalyst, um, you know, for that journey was really that sort of hitting rock bottom two years ago in May of 2019. And I just celebrated kind of that two year marker of, wow, two years ago, I was sitting on a beach in Florida I was very unhappy with my life and I had a great life. I was married. I had two beautiful kids. You know, we had a beautiful home. I had a successful career, but I wasn't happy with me. And I think a lot of mamas can relate to that, right? We spend a lot of time um, maybe on Pinterest or talking to friends or whatever, and we seek out a lot of things that we think are going to make us happy, whether that's career accolades or our kids looking a certain way or our home looking a certain way or, you know, even our bodies looking a certain way. And really, it's about figuring out what we want um, because nobody really asks us that question, right? And so we have to ask ourselves, what is it that we want out of life? Who do we want to be? How do we want to show up? What kind of person do we want to be? What kind of legacy do we want to leave? What kind of values? And that can sound heavy, right? People, I think, sometimes watch the things that I share and they're like, how do you find the motivation to do all this stuff? And I'm like, you know, it's really, this is what I want. If it's not what you want, then that looks different, right? So figuring out what it is that you want out of life. What's your purpose? What's that heart desire that the Lord has planted in your soul? Um, what When you see something that breaks your heart, do you feel something kind of cry out within you that says, I want to do something about that? You know, a couple weeks ago, um, I had some folks on the podcast who were talking about mission work, right? And they've always had a heart for mission. And now they're moving to the Dominican Republic. That process is going to take two years for them to get there, right? And I have other folks who um, I've interviewed who started out being a working mom and then realized they wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and homeschool their kids, which is never something that they would have subscribed to before, right? And so it's all about asking yourself, what do you want? Turn off Pinterest, turn off the TV, stop following people on Instagram who make you feel bad about yourselves and just take out a piece of paper and write down, what do I want? It's a really eye-opening question because we just don't get asked that very often. And so for me, you know, I want to be a really present mom. I want to be a really intentional mom. I was the oldest of four kids. We were homeschooled um, and my dad ran his own business and my mom helped out with a lot of that. And, you know, I would say that our parents were always present, but they weren't necessarily present, 
if that makes sense. And so there was always a lot going on. And so one of the things that's really important to me is just being super intentional. And I want to be a mom who is joyful because I've also seen, you know, moms who are maybe super present, but they're just lacking that joy. They're not happy in that role. And I want to say to you too, if you're listening today and you're a stay-at-home mom and you are not fulfilled in that, it's perfectly okay for you to want to go to work. It's perfectly okay for you to be a stay-at-home mom if that fulfills you and you find purpose in that and you feel that that is what the call is on your life. And it's perfectly okay if it isn't. I, I don't know when we got in these two camps of like one is better than the other or whatever. And it's something you think about only women have to deal with, right? Nobody asks our husband, so do you stay at home or do you work, right? As if staying at home isn't work. I digress. Um, but it is, right? We've sort of ended up in one of these two camps a lot of times, the stay-at-home mom versus the working mom. And I would challenge us to change that rhetoric too, right? The working from home mom or the working outside the home mom. But for me, um, intentionality has been very, very important to me. Um, I also wanted to do bigger things. From the time that I was in high school, I've been dreaming about writing books. I've been dreaming about speaking on stages. That's something that I want. And I want that because I feel called to remind you of your worth. I feel called to remind you of your value and that your dreams are important and that your heart is important and that you have uh, infinite value. And for me, that looks like a faith walk. For me, I have value because someone died for me, right? And so my my faith is really important to me in that perspective. And I I just feel that call to remind mamas you have to prioritize yourself because you have value too, right? Our children are not what give us value. Christ is what gives us value, right? And so we have to take care of ourselves because we have value. We have worth because of what he did and he created us in his image and all of these things, guys. And so, um, you know, we have value too and we need to take care of ourselves. And I feel very, very passionate about reminding mamas to do that because, you know, I have a lot of health clients now that I work with, helping them manage life, helping them manage their health, helping them strengthen their marriage, helping them feel better about their parenting, all of these things. And as we have these conversations, the resounding thing that comes through time after time is that I don't prioritize me. I literally talked to someone yesterday who said, I'm not doing a very good job of taking care of myself. And as much as I understand that because I used to be that person. I remember saying to my husband at one point, I mean, look at my plate, metaphorically speaking, right? Look at my plate. Where would I possibly have time to add in time for me? How could I possibly do that? How could I possibly have time to work out or, or meal plan better for me or, you know, even God forbid, go get a massage or something. I just felt like I had no extra time. Every single drop of water in my pitcher was being poured into my family, into my job, into other things. And I was just left completely empty. And that's what happened to me in May of 20, 2019. I literally just felt empty and I lost all of my motivation to do anything. And I sort of just stopped. Um, I lost all my motivation because I just, I didn't have any water in the pitcher at all. And um, so anyways, I wanted to share what I learned 
from this Zoom call because it was so impactful for me. And I'm just going to kind of go through. I, I wrote some notes and I took some highlights and it was so good. I just wanted to share. I just wanted to pass it on to you. And if you, you know, can find just a couple of little nuggets um, or things that you can write down in your home or on your heart or put into practice in some kind of way, um, these are from very successful um, women and not just successful in their careers, but women um, who also have strong marriages, women who also have, you know, dynamic kids and, and all the things. So um, one of the first things they talked about was how when we hit summer and the whole point of them doing this talk was sort of the addressing summer because everything changes. Our routine gets changed up again. Everything's sort of thrown up in the air and, and we have to figure out where everything lands again. And so this particular mom named Sam talked about how summer exposes things. And that is something that happens in all aspects, right? If we're unhappy with our physical appearance, summer exposes that. Um, if we don't have good routines down or we haven't come up with some kind of schedule or something, it exposes the chaos, right? It exposes maybe some of the traits in our children or ourselves that we aren't maybe, you know, very fond of. Um, and so one of the things that she really talked about was finding some peace in the morning. Don't be a mama who is woken up by her kids. Don't let your kids be your alarm clock because that sets the tone of the whole day and it's sort of like, you know, waking up in chaos, right? Kids, they need a bathroom or they need somebody to wipe their bottom or they need a snack or they need, they want to watch TV or whatever it is. We're waking up to someone needing something from us, right? And if we wake up a little bit before the kids, even 30 minutes makes a big difference. And it doesn't have to be some kind of morning routine that, that's, that's you know, amazing or, you know, it can be something very simple, you know. And she gave the illustration of like one morning I was reheating my coffee for the fourth time and I just stopped and said, I just want to drink my coffee hot. Can you just, to her child, can you just let me drink my coffee hot. And if getting up, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour before your kids, if the only purpose in that is to drink your coffee hot, then start there. And she said that, and I just loved that, you guys, because sometimes if you're anything like me, you try to do all the things, start all the things, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up at 545. I'm going to go run two miles. I'm going to journal. I'm going to read some scripture. I'm going to pray. I'm going to have a hot cup of coffee. I'm going to sit on my patio in silence, and I'm going to just enjoy this 45 minutes, you know? And then, of course, the wheels fall off, and that doesn't happen because we try to, to take a bite of the elephant by biting off, you know, half of it at one time, right? And so her saying, if all that looks like is just drinking your coffee hot, let's start there. And so where can you start this summer with your morning routine? What can you start doing? Just getting up a little bit before so you can throw on a bathrobe and put your hair up and make your bed and have a hot cup of coffee and just sit in silence before everything starts would be a great great, great, great place to start. 
The next lady who talked is um, a woman by the name of Becca Tenter. Her and her husband, Kevin, are huge role models um, in my life. I got to meet them when I was in Cabo for a health event, and they are just incredible people. You want to talk about humble people. She was a school teacher, and he was a police officer when they first got involved um, in becoming health coaches, and, and she wanted to lose a little bit of weight, and she just got connected. Um, and this has just changed the trajectory of their whole life. And now she is one of the sweetest and most humble, um, you know, people and just their story just comes from such humility and, and they are just such incredible people. And she said this about her mom schedule this summer and she has four kiddos, three boys and one girl, and she still has a toddler. I think her daughter is like three, right? So she's still right in the throes of all the crazy of motherhood. And she said that one of the things that we need to think about is that we get to design our life, not just accept our life. And I love that. She mentioned the book Essentialism and that everyone thinks that everything is essential, but actually almost nothing is essential. And then when we start to discern more, we can do less. And I just, I wrote that down and I underlined it, right? When we discern more, we can do less, meaning what really is essential in our summer schedule. You know, I don't know about you, but I get this feeling Christmas time. So my husband kind of jokes with me that I always kind of turn into a psycho around Christmas time uh, because I have this idea that Christmas has to include all of these things, right? We have to bake the cookies. We have to see Santa. We have to go to like the Opry, Gaylord Opry ice exhibit. We have to do Operation Christmas Child. We have to go like ride a pretend sleigh pulled by Tennessee horses and drink hot chocolate that's probably going to get dumped on everybody. Um, we have to have certain meals. Uh, we have to have our stockings up. We have to decorate the tree a certain way. We have to have Christmas lights on the front porch. We we have to send Christmas cards, which means we have to get uh, family pictures, you know, by a certain time so that you can get the pictures back so you can get the cards ordered. You know, those have to be written in, in my handwriting. I don't like to print those out on the label, right? This is who I am at Christmas time. Um, we have to have all the presents. We have to do all the things. We have to serve. That's always been something else too, right? We have to serve. We have to volunteer somewhere. We have to do, you know, Christmas angel all these things. And so when she said that, when we discern more, we can do less. This past Christmas was the first time ever that Jeff and I sat down and made a list of what was important to us in regards to Christmas. What did we want that holiday to look like, to represent? How did we want to feel? What did we want our children to learn? right? And so it became less about, I need to post all the pictures and do all the things and check off the like Christmas bucket lists with my kids. And it became more about what do we want for our family and being content and comfortable there. And I think the summer can really look like that too, right? What do we have to do? And you know, this summer, if you're following me, you know that I have a summer bucket list and that's based on us our family, and what is important to us. What do we want to do? And we got the kids involved. And, you know, what do we want that to look like? What's important to us? The other big thing that she said that I loved is that capability 
is not the same thing as capacity. And just because I am capable of adding something else to my plate or doing something else doesn't mean that to stay in a healthy place, I have the capacity to do that, right? It's okay not to say yes, not to fill up every single space on the calendar. She even said, you know, and this may seem harsh, but she's like, you have to understand like which bridges you're going to cross and which ones you're going to like burn for the lack of a better word. Not that you're ending relationships, but like, what are you going to do and what are you going to intentionally not do? Now, she also has a summer checklist for her older kids, and I think that this is really great. So if you're at home or you're working from home and your kids are at home, I don't know about you, but the minute my children come down the stairs, my oldest, who is eight, he'll be nine in October, immediately starts with the, can I, can I watch TV, right? Because we don't, we're not going to school. Um, and so she has a morning checklist, for her family and this is something they've talked about with their kids it's posted like on their fridge or in the kids rooms and before they can even ask about technology they have to do certain things right and so figure out what that looks like for you she gave some ideas um, you know maybe swimming lessons is part of something you do this summer because that's important um, have your teenagers if you have older kids have them find a podcast where they can learn something and they have to listen to that, you know, before they have technology. Um, her older kids are doing a foreign language. Now that's on a device, but that's an educational thing that they're doing prior to having like entertainment tech time. Um, flashcards, some type of reading, you know, we're doing that with Elizabeth. She has to read 30 minutes minimum before she gets any technology time. Some type of exercise, right? Like we're going to go for a walk as a family or, um, and this is again, there's, there's options for TV where you can use those exercise things and stuff, um, but it's doing some other than sitting on the couch and just staring at the TV or the tablet. She also has them do um, typing on the computer, so learning to type. So just enhancing skill sets. One of the things that we're doing, um, Elizabeth had some cursive pages left in her books for the end of the year, and so every day I'm having her write uh, scripture. Hers was uh, was a, a Bible. We go to a Christian school. And so she had some pages left in there that are Bible verses. And she just practices writing those Bible verses in cursive. Um, that helps her with scripture memory. And that also helps her with her cursive handwriting. And so that's one of the things that's on our list. Um, our kids also have chores um, in the house. And so before she's allowed to do any technology, fun stuff, like her room needs to be cleaned up, her bed needs to be made, you know, we have breakfast. Um, and then she's responsible for unloading the dishwasher. Mason's responsible for putting the silverware away if the dishwasher's clean. Um, and then Elizabeth is responsible for watering all of my outdoor plants. That's something that she can do um, that's well within her wheelhouse. And so those are some of her responsibilities. Um, she also feeds the dog and waters ginger and stuff in the afternoon. So come up with the things that are important to you and your family, right? These are just examples. This is not, you need to do it this way. Uh, the next lady who spoke was a lady named Jen Jones, and she has just the funnest, I don't know if that's a word, funnest, the most fun uh, Instagram. If you want to follow her, uh, she's, I follow her so you can find her through me. I share some of her stuff. Um, but she talked about deciding and figuring out what's right for you right now, right? And going from a survival mindset to successful mindset to significance, 
And I loved that too, you know? Um, and she really dialed in on the fact that for those of us who are career mamas, so if you have a job outside the home or you have some type of side hustle, um, she said, you know, for her, she learned some of this the hard way, but that to really find her significance, she found that in making family a priority. She wanted the people in her home to admire her more than anyone else outside her home. And whew, did that touch this mama's heart. You know, I grew up in a family where achievement was very important. And working in sales now, the way that I do, I tend to struggle with finding my worth and my value in my achievements. But when you start to flip the script on that and really start to find your value, you know, in Christ and the fact that Christ gave me this family what does my family think about me? What do my kids think about me? Um, and she just talked about amplify your family and your business will flourish. And I just really, really loved that. So how to do that? How do we amplify our family? And she gave a couple of bullet points that are really good. One, create values in your home, family values. And one of the ones that she talked about for her family was growth you know, driven by the value of growth, not just achievement. So she said, you know, did I do that? Did I suck at it? Sure did. Did I learn something? I absolutely did. Great. So that's successful, right? Um, I loved that. So what are your family values? What is important to you? You know, depending on the age of your kids, you can start to have those conversations with them. What's important to us as a family, guys? What are our family values? What do we value? as a family. And she said, you know, your season and reason looks different than mine. Your season and reason is going to look different than mine does, right? But it's what we do with what we have. You know, if you're a mama and you have little kids and you're not getting a lot of sleep and fourth, the fourth time reheating your coffee is a good day, right? We've all been there. And so that season just looks differently. So you just do what you can with what you have, right? And I loved that. The second thing she talked about was creating space between business and family. And I'm going to tell you this next part really challenged me because she said, basically, ladies, I'm going to tell you, multitasking is mediocre. Be present in your life and release control multitasking is mediocre. Man, I am a self-proclaimed multitasker. I've always got, you know, a bunch of things going on. And she's talked about how there is a direct correlation, a direct connection between having joy and releasing control. And, you know, I, I talked to a mom yesterday and we were talking a little bit about this idea of control and how she tries to anticipate all of her children's needs before they even need anything. And we were just talking through that because at some point we kind of dialed into the fact that that keeps her really stressed, always trying to anticipate needs and control the situation before it even happens, and that that's really stealing, you know, her joy. And it's this hard work. It's it's definitely hard work. Um she said, you know, our kids don't need all of our hours. They just need to know that they matter. And I just thought, gosh, it's just, do my kids know that they matter, right? 
do I have the proper boundaries in place? Um, am I having those conversations and am I communicating? So on the days like yesterday, today's Wednesday that I'm recording yesterday, Tuesday, I was home all day. I was working, but my kids were also home. Um, and so am I communicating that mommy has to work today, but then we're going to take a break for lunch and we're going to go do this, right? And so then we're going to have fun and I'm going to be totally focused, you know, on you guys and having fun with you guys. Um, and then we're going to come back and finish up. And then this evening, we're going to play family charades, which is what we did last night. And it was only like 30 to 45 minutes, but we all had just the biggest time. Um, but I think that's one of the ways that we can um, let our kids know that they matter, right? I'm setting aside intentional time for you. Here's what that's going to look like. Um, and that was the last thing that she said was communicate. Be honest about expectations. Um, she said, Grace is actually just the supernatural ability to do what I cannot do on my own. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was awesome. Sometimes we're so self-reliant. And, you know, over the past two years of being on this journey, letting go of a lot of control, um, pursuing the desires of my heart, leaning into family, leaning into health, um, I can say that I'm, I'm slowly learning how to give myself grace. And it's good, y'all. It's, it's real good. So um, the, the next lady gave some practical tips. And she was funny. I liked her. She said, if you go to Proverbs 31, right? And this is, if you're, if you're a believer, this is like the end verse, you know. It says in there, she gets her maids in action is one of the verses. And you know, we just we just walk right over that line in Proverbs 31. And so Leslie, who did this part of the talk, said, you know, guys, get help, right? Pro the Proverbs 31 woman wasn't out there doing all of those things by herself. She got her maids in action. And so she talked about getting help, and one of those being our kiddos. Um, she spoke a lot about how we are fighting against a culture of raising incredibly entitled children because the world offers them so much. It offers them so many opportunities. It offers them so many things uh, at rapid speed, immediate response, immediate gratification, all of these things. And so she said, one of the best people in your life to help you are your children. And so we we do that. Everybody has chores. Um, and it's funny, I'll tell a little side story really quick because when we were in Florida a couple weeks ago for vacation, my father-in-law told my daughter Elizabeth that if she went out and cleaned up their backyard, they have two little dogs. Uh, if she went up and cleaned up all the, the dog situation out there, that he would pay her. And so she was really excited about that. She'd been wanting some new uh, sandals that have those little like kid heels on them. And so she did. She went out there with a great attitude, cleaned up all the poop. Um, and he gave her like $10 and she just thought that was great. 
So we come home, she gets to buy her shoes with that and some other money that she had. And so she's very excited. And so this week started her chores at home for summer. And uh, last night at dinner, we were talking about all the things that she did today, all the things that she was able to accomplish. And she goes, yeah, I really think you guys need to pay me. I did a lot today. And Jeff and I both just laughed out loud. We're like, baby girl, you live in this house. Like, this is part of being in this family. You know, if there are things that we choose to pay you for, you know, that'll be our decision as far as maybe some more advanced chores or um, some different things like that or some rewards for having a phenomenal attitude or going above and beyond in some kind of way. But just basic chores for cleaning up your own mess, making your own bed and all of that, that's just part of being part of the family and taking responsibility. And so it was really, really interesting. The next thing she talked about was using these powerful words, I need. Uh, and I, I think that almost goes back to what I was talking about. Like, what do I want? We are so afraid to ask for help. We are so afraid to say, I just need some time or I need you to take on making lunches for camp or I need uh, the kids to go to bed 30 minutes earlier because I need some quiet or I need to go spend some time with another mom and just have an adult conversation. It is okay to need something as a mom. That is that is absolutely okay to need something. Um, <clears throat> and if you are a mom who is married and you have a spouse, you know, this would be the time where I would really challenge you to have conversations with your husband. Let him know what you need and ask him what he needs, right? Jeff and I have a weekly Sunday sit down. That's what we call it, our Sunday sit down, where we have a set agenda and we talk through a lot of different things. We share appreciation for each other for the past seven days. We talk about where we felt like we won in parenting that week, where, where we're proud of our parenting that week. We talk about any concerns that we have. We do a brief overview of the schedule and talk about who's doing what and I need you to do this and what do you need from me and all of those things. We talk about our sex life, guys. We talk about finances. We talk about the hard topics. You know, if you think about every other aspect in our lives, we have meetings for. I have a 10 a.m. daily check-in for work. And yet, a lot of times, we don't check in in that kind of respect for our relationships. Boards have board meetings. Planners have planning meetings. CEOs have, you know, meetings. And so, it only makes logical sense to have some family meetings. And if your kids are too little to have those yet, Having those meetings with your spouse, so important. Um, if you would want that agenda, I would be happy to share it with you. Just send me a direct message or post. Um, the last thing, last couple of things she talked about uh, were investing money and buying back time. So if you're to a point where in your career or you know if you and your husband have enough resources to get a little bit of help, uh, find a way to outsource the worst tasks right? Um, about a month ago, I started hiring someone to clean my home. Um, she's a wonderful lady, lives local to me, and I'm supporting her business, and I'm supporting 
her providing for her family, and she is also helping me to buy back some time and my husband to buy back some time by just every other week doing all of the the more difficult time-consuming cleaning tasks like dusting and mopping and cleaning the microwave and the showers and all of those things. Um, and that has been awesome. Uh, the last two were like a mother's helper, maybe someone in your neighborhood who is a preteen or, you know, freshman, sophomore in high school who's out for the summer who can just come and play with your kids. Uh, these people tend to work for super cheap, right? Um, and it gives them something to do. So be in community with those other moms in your neighborhood. Know who has those age group of you know children and think about doing something like that that would just give you a little bit of time um, to, to maybe grab a shower or you know whatever that needs to look like. And then lastly, she said, you know, just stop expecting perfection. Um, we can never be everything to everyone. And I, I think all of it just goes back to what do you want? Um, what is important to you? What are your values? What is going to fulfill you and make you, um, you know, feel uh, like you're doing a good job? Um, and then the last person um, who talked, her name is uh, Tia Wood, and she uh, is actually the lady that I got my sweatshirt from. That was a gift from another friend, but she runs um, a company called Kick Fear in the Face. And, you know, she just talked about having three kinds of days as, uh, you know, a, a, a mompreneur, particularly if you work for yourself um, or if you have some, you know, work flexibility. But she said, have focus days, have flex days, and have free days, right? So, you know, 80% of the time um, is focused and planned. You know, she works her business three to four days a week, and then she has these flex days where maybe she does some, but then she also has free days where it's just a family or personal day only. There's no calls, no work, no, I'm, I'm fitting this in the nooks and crannies today. Our kids notice when we pick up our phones. Our kids notice when we're distracted. Our kids notice every time we say just a second and then it's a half an hour later. And I am so guilty of that in a lot of ways, right? But progress, not perfection. I'm getting better. I'm working towards getting away from doing that, right? Um, she also just talked about, you know, have a plan. Um, our vision doesn't happen without having a plan. And so getting through the summer, have a plan. Um, she talked about, you know, know where all the vacation Bible schools are in your area. Um, that's another way to get help, right? Is taking advantage of those dance camps or karate camps or church camps or things that can support you that are also really healthy and good, you know, for your kiddos. Um, and then last, she talked about just being a hope dealer in your home. Um, what would it look like to ask your kiddos, how can I make your day better today? Um, or how would you like to have fun together today? Um, you know, looking at your husband and saying, you know, how can I love you better this week? Um, we don't ask those kind of questions. It's not something that we do. Um, I was challenged listening to something else this week about that with friendships. Get your phone out. I believe it was Mel Robbins that, that talked about this. So get your phone out and, and I want you to pull up a really good friend and text them this question. How can I be a better friend to you? And she's like the whole room just practically gasped and your blood pressure went up a little bit, right? Because we don't do that. We don't, we don't talk about that um, because we kind of live in this fear that we're never enough. And we're already so programmed and so stressed that the idea of someone asking us for something else is stressful. But when we start to let go of control 
have a plan, ask for help, identify what's important to us, what's going to matter to us. We start to discern, which allows us to say no more, right, and have more freedom. Then those questions don't seem quite so intimidating because you know now that the work you're doing and how you're loving people is actually what they want and what they need. Um, so I, I hope that that was, you know, inspiring for you. I, I really just enjoyed being able to hear from fellow working moms um, who run their own businesses, who are speakers, who really invest in other people. But man, the, the thread among all of that was prioritize your family and prioritize yourself and get help. Um, so know that if you feel all the things about being overwhelmed or not feeling like you have time to do anything else, um, I have been there. These women have been there, um, but it is so worth the work to stop and, and start to ask the question, where can I find a little bit of time for myself? How can I take care of myself better? Um, how can I prioritize my health just a little bit? Because let me tell you, just a little bit, an extra hour of sleep, um, a 30-minute walk, um, getting in good hydration, eating just a little bit better food, even if you just picked one of those that you could do, it will make such a difference. And when you are better, mamas, listen to me, when you are better, when you are healthier, when you have slept better, when you have fed yourself better, when you've had a minute to just be, you know, and not have someone crawling on you or wallering on you or pulling on your shirt, asking you for something else or calling from you down the hallway to wipe their butt, right? When you have just had a minute for you, it makes you better able to serve the people that you want to serve. You know, I never would have thought that that fueling me better pouring into me better would have made such a difference but it does it does but you know what you are the only person who can make yourself a priority your husband can't do it your kids can't do it you know God's already said you're a priority to him he's already made that very clear when he died on the cross he is he is a hundred percent on board for that but you are the only person who can say, I have got to take care of me. So I just want to challenge you and I want to encourage you and I want to remind you that you are worth doing some digging to figure out what that looks like. And it doesn't have to be huge, okay? You don't have to be the next President of the United States, although if you aspire to that, girl, go for it. You don't have to be the next elected official in the county, but Lord, do we need some good female leadership. You don't have to be the next, you know, Miss America at 40-something years old, although that might or might not be something that I'm thinking about. You don't have to be the next dance instructor down at the YMCA. You don't have to be coach of the year, but... Any of that stuff that you want to go after, you can because you can chase your dreams and chase your children. And if all it looks like is drinking your cup 
of coffee hot to get started? Then let's start there. Well, thank you for joining me today. I hope that I was able to convey just a little bit of the heart and the passion behind those six or seven women that I had the opportunity of just being poured into by. They, they were just great. And I hope that you know um, that I am here for you. If you need someone to talk to, if you are struggling, follow me. I'm always posting encouragement. You are not alone in this journey. Um, we are all right there. Um, but as mamas, we've got to start taking some of the responsibility for taking care of ourselves. It is just so important. So thanks for joining me on today's episode. I'm super excited to continue to connect with you each week over the summer. And as always, if this impacted you, please hit the subscribe button, um, drop a thumbs up, um, and share this. Share this with other women in your life who need that encouragement, who need to be reminded of their worth, um, because we all need that reminder from time to time. So as always, I appreciate you spending some time with me um, on this episode of Memoirs from the Minivan podcast. Have an awesome rest of your day.